What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Fred Blumenberg, and welcome to The Real Deal Unchained, episode 30, baby. Be accountable for everything that you do. Yes, this this episode is great because you need to share this with a friend that is that type of person that says, it ain't my fault. It's society. It's the job. It's the market. Nobody wants to hire me. Yo, you need to share this with them. (laughs) Share it with them so they understand about accountability accountability i can tell you right now i live in the united states not many people like the word accountability because it means that they have to turn all the they have to turn that big bright white hot spotlight right that spotlight that they put on everybody else about pointing fingers and then they got to turn that spotlight on them and that spotlight gets real hot and they start sweating. They don't like it. They don't like for pe- their own faults to be exposed. And all of a sudden, the heat is turned up and they can't take the heat in the kitchen. So they get their ass out. Okay, so today is going to be about uh, episode 30, The Real Deal Unchained. Be accountable for everything you do. Now, remember, The uh, Real Deal Unchained is my podcast that is really a lateral move from The Real Deal episodes that I have on my YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com forward slash The Real Fred Lee. And that's where all my... Uh, uh, real deal episodes are in terms of my one second rants because listen that's what the real deal is about the episodes that i put on youtube are my rants man i get it's like i'm a coach you know the game of life i call it time out on your entrepreneurial journey i call it time out and i bring it to the sideline i'm like yo man you got to do x y and z what are you doing come on man you got to be accountable let's go and then i send you back out there now you're gonna feel like i'm just yelling at you and ranting at you that's what the youtube video is for i just got a couple of minutes to talk to you. i'm not here to talk to you forever it's just a timeout in what you're doing now the real deal on chain allows me to bring you back into the coach's office and say okay man listen i know i told you about being accountable and i know i kind of ran in at you out there i was really trying to get to a point here we're going to break down the points in a coaching session one-on-one for 30 to 45 minutes. Are you ready? Let's sit down and let's get it going. So for my first time listeners, thank you for finding me. You didn't find me on accident. You found me on purpose. Remember, everything that happens in life is on purpose for a purpose. Okay, it's time for you to find your purpose so you can live a purpose-driven life. And I want you to believe that. And now my returning listeners, you know I got love for you guys all the time. Let's get into it. We're going to break this episode down into three segments. Number one, we're going to talk about stop the blame game. This is an epidemic Okay, especially in the United States, but I'm sure it's around the world where people just have the hardest time, like just not blaming. They just love the blaming is easy. So we'll get into that in a minute. Number two, have higher expectations. So many people have lowered their expectations because they really honestly think that achieving more and being more than or just high achievement. First of all, they think it's too stressful. And second of all, they don't understand um, that they are lowering their own potential when they when they lower their expectations. And last but not least, we are going to get into the real meaning of do whatever it takes. A lot of people say this, you know, do whatever it takes. They don't, you know, a lot of people are just using it as a trite saying and they're not doing whatever it takes. They're doing what it takes. <laughs> they're not doing whatever it takes. That means everything that you can possibly imagine and actually be go all in and being committed. Okay, we're going to talk about that. So let's get back to the beginning. Number one, stop the blame game. Stop the blame. People are so notorious for blaming others for mistakes. I see. I saw this when I was working a nine to five. God, I've seen this so often. And it's easy because you don't want to take responsibility for the fuck up, right? Nobody, first of all, nobody wants to step out and, and create something and do something on their own and say, hey, yo, look what I, look what I tried. Look what's tested. Look what, look what's, what works and what's true, you know? And then if the boss says, nah, we're not really going in that direction, they don't want the feeling of that rejection and they don't want the feeling of, man, I went out, I, I tried it, it didn't work, fuck, you know, they automatically have that, 
mentality of, man, fuck that. I'm not going to do that ever again. Clearly the boss didn't like that and he's just shooting me down because it's not his idea. And I've been in, in both situations where I've presented an idea and it didn't work and then I tried something else and it didn't work and then I just I just kept trying until I found something that worked. And I did work, when I worked in the school district, we had um, <laughs> we had this uh, um, teacher. He was a great guy. He was actually the reason why I was in his class, but you know, bottom line, he was just, he was male chauvinist, man, he says, which is odd, you know, male chauvinist in a, in a predominantly, <laughs> a field dominated by women, he was a teacher, right, and so oftentimes he would, we, me and uh, this young lady, Anna, um, she's a friend of mine, we would come up with great ideas that would really be helpful for the class, and he would shoot them down out of the sky because he, ego, egotistical, you know, he didn't believe that it would work because it wasn't his idea. Now, we all know these kind of people, and these kind of people stagnate any sort of um, uh, growth in any company, any industry. We all know these people, and these are people that are really fearful of their own job security because they have no innovation, they have no wherewithal to not only use talent but to be able to produce on their own. So they have to stifle other people's growth by just saying no, it's not going to work, or just simply turning the other way and saying no. You know, basically saying no in that manner. Does that make sense? So a lot of times these people are in the way; they're roadblocks in their own industry, and they're really trying to secure their own job, but they. They don't know they're cutting off their own nose despite their own face and he was one of those guys so and, and you know we came up with plenty of ideas and, and then you know what ultimately ended up happening is that we pretty much quit on him because we knew that our decisions and the work that we were doing were for not you know they were going for nothing if he wasn't going to accept any of our new ideas and we were just basically working to cover his ass then what's the point in working for him we started working for each other like me and Anna started working for us me and her you know, I watched her back She I, and she watched my back. Like we basically, and then for him, for the teacher, we were just like, fuck him, man. Like if, if shit falls, it doesn't fall on us because we've been doing the work. And, and if it gets asked by management, we're not going to cover his ass because he's not doing shit. He's not doing shit. He's not allowing us to, to improve the classroom. And, you know, and it wasn't one of those things where we were purposely doing it. It was one of those things that we were all about teamwork. We were all about improving the classroom. And if we're all about this, let's all be in it together and not be two thirds of us are in this. And then the other third is just going off and doing his own thing. So he didn't know how to lead in terms of that. And it, and it makes sense because the business that he ran before he came into being a teacher, he was uh, in his own business. OK, it was just him. I think he was doing HVAC or something like that. And it was just his own thing. Like he was working for himself. So to work with the crew, he didn't know how to do that. And then since he's a male chauvinist, well, coming from HVAC and then coming into as a teacher, as a teacher, he just could not, you know, he, he couldn't. It was too much brushback for him. Too much, you know. He's that type of guy that was a rebel rouser and, you know, always against the institution. And I get it. I get that. That's the entrepreneurial spirit. But you got to work with people and understand people or you're going to lose people. So oftentimes the blame game comes through when people have this... Uh, um, mentality that it's not them. No, it's not me. You know, it's 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 them, and and it's funny because even though he had an entrepreneurial spirit, he had the blame game well within him because it was never him. Oh, it was never him. It was never him that made a mistake. It was always because of the principal or because of this teacher's or this uh, a student's mom is giving me a hard time. And it's like, dude, you you. I remember sitting him down saying, "Listen, you need to change you." You're so busy trying to tell parents what to do and how to be, but you're unwilling to t like have a talk with yourself and find out what you need to change within yourself. You know what I mean? So just you ha in order to stop the blame game, you have to have a no excuses attitude. You have to. 
You have to understand something. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. I don't ever, this is the reason why I don't ever claim to know everything. I don't ever get on social media and claim to be like, uh, uh, you know, this upper echelon mindset coach and you guys are all below me. That's not, that's, that's not how I ever, ever do things. I always come at you like this. Like I'm the number one entrepreneur mindset coach. I know a few, I know lots of tools, tricks, uh, tips and tricks and tactics to help you get your mindset right. But don't, don't think for one second, I don't have my fights with my mindset too. Okay, so while I'm teaching you, I'm teaching you what I've learned, but I'm constantly using what I teach. (laughs) Does that make sense? So there's a lot of people that don't understand how to just have no excuses. With myself, I have a no excuses deal. It happens to me because of me. That's my whole mentality. That's my whole mantra. It happens to me because of me. If I'm not getting what I want, it's happening to me because of me. What is it that I need to change? And it's helped me clear out a lot of space in my head because when I'm not getting what I want or I'm not getting my way or things just aren't working my way, I literally say there's something I'm doing wrong. I need to change something because that's actually the biggest block with most people is that they put this huge roadblock of bull shit in front of them in terms of, oh, it's, it's, it's the economy or it's the jobs or it's this. And, and that becomes the focus instead of the focus turning in on themselves and saying, what do I need to change to get what I want? Because that's basically at the end of the day, what you want. Now, if, if you're looking for, if you're looking to create sales as an entrepreneur, you need to figure out what it is that you're doing wrong. Okay. There, there's something that you need to tweak or that you need to change. It doesn't mean that everything that you've done is, is bad or it's incorrect. It just means that you are working towards and progressing towards uh, getting a sale. So everything that you're doing is getting that much closer. You're getting closer. You have to realize you are getting closer, but you can't look at the, look at it and say, Oh, well, well my prices are too high or, or they just, they're just not buying or uh, people are stubborn or people act like this, that, and the other, because then you start taking on that sort of mindset and you start believing that bullshit. Okay. Honestly, you start believing it. And I think that when you clear out that space to believe anything, there's one, there's a thing that goes on. I know there's trends in spending and all that other stuff when people spend, but, uh, there was, I was a part of one mindset where, uh, mindset, um, um, mastermind deal. And they were talking about how people are, uh, how they spend after the holidays, how they spend less, especially after Christmas and, you know, how people use their money when they're buying stuff. And, and I, and I get that people do spend a little less after the holidays. Does that mean they don't spend? No. And I, and, and, and what this particular mindset coach was talking about was it's hard to get gigs after the holidays because people are really tying up loose ends. They've spent a lot. They don't want to spend. So it's like, what? So you're going to just go broke for like the month of January? Come on, man. That's not the key. The key is, what do you need to do to change to keep your stuff consistent and growing? That That's really the key. That's That's the mindset that you need to have. It's not about settling with, oh, well, they're not buying at that time or they aren't uh, willing to spend as much as I want them to at that time. No, it's, it's about what do we need to do to change? What do we need to do to be the change during that time? Because just because people are spending less during that time after Christmas, that doesn't mean they ain't spending. It's just a matter of what are they spending their money on? Okay. And how do we get into that niche and have them spend money on us? Okay. It's, it's, it's really that simple. And when you simplify things and put it in that sort of thought process, then you clear out space in your mind to be entertaining bullshit. So no excuses attitude. It happens to me because of me. Be more aware of all of your actions and what you're doing to get you what you want. 
Now, this is troubling for a lot of people because a lot of people actually just walk through life subconsciously. They, like, they're aware that they're doing things, but it's almost like they're drones. Like, the, they get up, they go to work, they know I got to work and do this work from 8 to 6, and then as soon as I get off, I'm going to go have a beer. It's like, dude, but, but like, are you conscious of what you're doing and the decisions that you're making and all that shit that you're, all the stuff that you say throughout the day? Like, do you realize how powerful the words that you're saying throughout your day a lot of people don't understand that they are really subconsciously just doing things to create this this dream or to attain this dream in their mind that's really buried in their subconscious and the dream is the dream life that they want to have right it's it's that you know, I really want to have that big house with that big boat. And I always dreamed of having a BMW. Well, subconsciously, that's your dream. Unless you put that dream on paper and start working towards it and start visualizing and verbalizing the dream that you want. Those people that do that, by the way, get their dreams to their dreams infinitely faster than the ones that just sort of think about it. Because the ones that think about it are the ones that are just getting the jobs and, and then all of a sudden getting into debt and then having a really challenging, complicated life. And why is this so hard? And they end up up making rash decisions which they think are practical right um they'll go out and buy the bmw because i just gotta have this this is for me i deserve this you know and it's like yeah but dude you're gonna go into massive debt with that you don't have the money and you're trying to create recreate the dream that you have but you did it all wrong right (laughs) you 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 did this is not for you right so that's what the path that most people go down is that they, they try to go down that path instead of going down what is going to be the better path and that is making your own way, creating your own way so that you know, understand what you're doing and how to get there and making a, making a lot of mistakes, but getting to that ultimate goal of what you truly want without fucking your whole entire life up, right? And living a life that you don't want. Because there's plenty of people that are my age, 40 years old, that aren't living the way they want to live. They're, they're completely miserable. They're paying out money out of their ass for stuff that they don't want anymore. And they're depressed. So that, that's actually the main reason why I got out of the nine to five. Is because I didn't want to be just working and then wait till I'm 65, like to retire. Just bullshit, you know? So went off on a rant, but understand something. Stop the blame game. Stop the excuses. And it happens to me because of me. You need to you need to just imprint that like literally on your headboard. <laughs> so when you wake up, that's the first thing you see. Write it down, put it on a post-it note, put it on your mirror, put it on a post-it note in your car. I want you to understand that everything, it happens to me because of me period. When you start thinking like that, you clear out a lot of space of bullshit. Now, you're not going to like it. It's going to hurt because it's very direct. It's saying, look, you don't like your situation? Well, you fucking created this situation, okay? How do we get out of this situation? And where a lot of people get stuck is, you know, when it says you created this situation, they don't go to the next thing. Well, how do we get out of it? They go into, well, it's not my fault that I've got kids and I've got a job and and I've got to work like 12 hours a day and I never have a break to myself. And and they go into this pity mode and and then they go into excuse mode. Okay. First comes pity mode. Then it's excuse mode because pity mode is, oh my God, I have it so hard. Look at me. Like why me? Okay. And then it, 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 they still get to decision mode. Like you still got to get to the point where you make a decision, but oftentimes that they, they just skate around decision mode. They do. They don't, they don't make a decision. They go back to pity and back to, um, excuse mode and they circle in this big, just cesspool of pity, excuse, pity, excuse. And then somebody like me comes along and says, okay, that's great. Yeah. You know what? I really totally understand your situation. I know you got to work a lot of hours and I know it's been, it's been a challenging time for you, but it's time, you know, are you willing to look at some solutions so that we can, so that we can fix that? And most people aren't, 
Even if you presented the solutions, you presented it out on paper, what you need to do, people, after that comes commitment. You have to commit to making these new uh, solutions come to fruition. And those things right there are what keep people from creating change in itself. Because people stay stuck in the first two modes. Pity excuse, pity excuse. They just bounce back and forth. It's like a fucking boomerang, dude. <laughs> they just, you know, you guys ever play, ra- I think it's racquetball. Is it racquetball where you go into the room and you got your racket and, and you hit that little blue ball off the wall and it just ping pongs off this little room in, in this little room. It's either you by yourself or you with a friend. Like, that's just what it is. People that And the ball is, is basically people just saying shit and it bouncing off the walls is it bouncing off of excuses and making yourself feel even worse because it's just pity. You pity yourself, then you create the excuse. And then when it comes time to come to the table and sit down and say, all right, it's time to make a decision. People can't make the decision. No, I can't do that, man. That's a risk, right? You ever heard? That's a huge risk. If I do that, well, well, okay. So then it's just, you just stay stuck then. Because if you're not willing to create this change, because the decision is actually the change. And then the commitment to stay with that decision, no matter what, is actually what's going to hurt, right? That's what's, this is the reason why there's a lot of people that have a challenging time with breaks up, breakups, man, because they want people to feel bad for them that they're going through this terrible situation. Then they create all the excuses to validate why they're feeling bad. And then when it comes time to make a decision, hey, do you love her? Yes. Do you want to be with her for the rest of your life? Well, it's complicated. No, dude, it's a simple yes or no. Because if it's a yes, then we are going to make a decision to make a change and make a commitment to that change. And then once we make a commitment, you can't come back to this pity excuse mode anymore. And that's what people have a challenge with. They have a challenge with that pity and excuse because they've grown so comfortable with it. They've, they've gotten to know pity and excuses. And it's a part of their social narrative every single day. So when it comes time to change, now they got to create a new narrative and that's too fucking uncomfortable for them. They can't do it. And so that's why, you know, a lot of times when I tell even uh, couples during my couples coaching, I say, listen, man, if you make this commitment to go in this direction, you got to forego all that other shit. Like you got to let that stuff go. Now I know I'm crossing lines here because I'm talking about entrepreneur mindset uh, coaching, but I'm, I also do couples coaching as well. Uh, that's a f- part of a future program, but there's a few people that I do have in a program right now uh, that's in a beta process. And, and that's what it is, is, is I'm like, you listen, you, you got to make a commitment. <laughs> it's a commitment. It's a life change. This is not, I'm going to change for now and then go back to what I'm used to because then you're not changing. You're not growing. You're not trying to evolve to become better. So as an entrepreneur, if you are steady in the pity and excuse mode of, oh my God, there's no customers and what do I do? And this is hard. And dude, you got to make a change. You got to make a commitment to make a change. It happens to me because of me. Make the commitment, make the change, stay committed to the new changes and just evolve over time. Okay. Number two, this one is, is a, is a challenging one for most people have higher expectations. A lot of entrepreneurs don't have, they have high expectations, but they either set them for the stratosphere or set them for like ground level. And and it's okay to have both, but I want you to understand something. You need to have higher, you need to have those stratosphere out of this universe type expectations because really that is what you're aiming for. That is what you're aiming. There's somebody that I used to work with and I love her. She's a great person. She was doing eBay uh, drop shipping, I believe it was. And she said she just wanted to make enough money a month to, you know, I think it was survive. I think those were her words. I can't even remember. Like she just wanted to make a little bit of extra money. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Really, honestly. But understand something. That's not sustainable. Okay. Don't think that, oh, I just want to make like $400 extra on the side. Okay. That's great. But at some point, you're going to come back to the point of why are you doing that? Okay, because now you're just working two jobs. You go from working one job to two jobs. That's just just dumb. Like, why? 
you know, well, it's just extra money. Well, what if you, I mean, if you already make a thousand dollars now and you're just looking for an extra 500 bucks on the side, why not just find one job that's going to make you 1500 to 2000, maybe even $5,000? Like, why not just do that? Okay, why, why would it make sense to go to a job, drive to, get yourself ready to go to a job, okay? You work from eight to like five, and then now you got to come home and work part-time on the weekends just to make a few extra, well, like why? What if you knew that you could do eBay from home and you never had to get up and you can make double the money that you make at your job? That would be more sustainable and make you feel a lot better, okay, in the long run than it would for you to just keep doing this two-job thing. Because that two-job thing, while it might feel good and you make a little bit extra money, it becomes stressful when you got to rely on that one income source, right? Because that's essentially what you're doing. You're, you're just putting a band-aid over what's going on. So this is the reason why I tell people, shoot for that. Shoot for the stratosphere, bro. Shoot, shoot for. The, I say shoot for the other side of the universe. You want to get your ass out there. Get out there, man. Get out there. Be out there. Go crazy. Stop lowering the bar to be average or below average outcome. Stop that shit, man. And that was actually my mindset before I started my entrepreneurial journey. It was. My mindset was super average, dude. Like, I would always go from middle of the line. Look, if I can hit that, then I'm good. I'm gravy. And, and I don't mean like I'm good, I'm gravy. Like, I want to stop there. Like, I want it to be bigger than. But I just always would shoot for just being average. And what oftentimes what would happen is I would fall below average. And then I would get discouraged and be like, man, fuck this shit. This ain't working. Because I found out that a lot of times when you shoot for these big goals, you will fall short in the beginning. You'll fall short of them, okay? But where do you fall short? That's the question. Do you want to set average goals and fall short? Do you really want to fall below average? Come on, man. You don't want to do that. That hurts even more than shooting for some big time goal and falling the average. Like like if you started an entrepreneurial co- uh, program right now, you, you started out and they said average was to make um, 2500 a month, but you shot for uh, uh, and, and that was what you originally shot for, right? You're like, man, if I could just make 2500 would you still be happy if you made a grand? Yeah, you. but you would be happy if you made a grand, especially if you're only making 35000 a year. You would be happy if you made $1,000. But now what if you originally set your target to make five grand, okay, and then you made 2500 You wouldn't be thinking, oh, shit, well, I just hit average. You'd be thinking, holy shit, man, I need to make my target bigger. <laughs> How do I get over that? How do I crush five grand? I need to get to five grand. That's the number I'm focusing on. And then it would become less about trying to fit in and be average and more about how do I how do I create like an abundance? And I think a lot of people are afraid of abundance because they 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 think that if they get an abundance, they're going to go to hell. Number one, not true. And number two, they think that with this whole abundance that they have, oh, my God, all this responsibility and people are going to expect me to be up there. Well, I'm going to ask you something. Would you rather would you rather? Because a lot of people like to quote unquote fly under the radar. And I get that. You don't want to be seen. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Flying under the radar and being average, dangerous. You are dangerous. You are more dangerously close to the edge than you think you are. You really are. And a lot of people don't see that and understand that. But you are so dangerously close to the edge that all it takes is if you don't think so, think about the economy. Think about when gas price right now in Idaho, I think it's 294. If that thing were to shoot up to like 320, people would go in panic mode, right? Panic mode, just because the gas rose about 60 cents. Now, a lot of you might say, oh my God, but that would be crazy. That'd be a lot. But listen, if if you were average, of course, that would be a lot because you are relying on a certain baseline number. Okay, and if you're like me and you got two cars in a household, you might spend, I don't know, maybe might be a hundred bucks a week and all of a sudden now you gotta spend 130 bucks a week. Yeah, that that's that's a definite big time increase when you're just playing around average. When you play above average, these little these these hikes don't affect you as much. 
They don't. Because you are able to cover it with an abundance, right? When you have an abundance, you can cover the spikes. When you have average, you ain't covered by shit, okay? You aren't. You, you, are, you are more at risk when you play to average than you think you are. And it was something that I really had to learn with our finances. And that's the case. That was true. In fact, I, w- I, had a, uh, I do our finances weekly. And that was one of the things that used to kill us in Chicago was when the gas rose more than 20 cents, we were like dead in the water, man. And that was because both of us had an average income. We just had an average middle line, middle class. We were getting crushed, dude. Crushed. We were trying to do all these things that we wanted to do, but we couldn't. And we ended up making ra- bad decisions based on what we thought we deserved instead of just saying, what the fuck are we doing wrong, right? And that's the reason really why I got on this entrepreneurial journey. Because I said with the things that went with my job and that happened to my job, dude, I'm doing too much fucking work and not getting enough back. Like I'm, I'm clearly playing a system that's just, it's a loser system. I need to figure out how to win at this shit. Okay, so stop lowering expectations. Expect the best outcome because the actions that you take, okay, when things don't go your way, take the uh, take the blame and look to um, um, for ways to improve. Okay, take. I want you to turn it in on yourself and say, what What do I need to do to change this? It happens to me because of me. Okay, now society will do the opposite and they will turn the blame on everybody else. Right? We know this all too well. Society is. Every everyone that's in society, they're perfect for this. Most of the people that you walk around are perfect. They're absolutely perfect and have been trained to just blame. Like it's not me. I'm in this fucked up situation because of the government or because of my husband or because my wife is taking all the money and the kids. And and it's no, dude, no. If you start thinking it happens to me because of me, your whole mindset will change. You will start being more aware of the decisions you make and the things that you do. I'm being honest. It, it, you, you will have a more, you'll be very perceptive of the time that you use, how much time you're devo- investing. I always say if you talk about everything as an investment, you will start to understand the difference between just going to the bar and investing time into the bar. How much time are you going to invest into the bar um, in terms of time and money today? Start thinking like that. When you start thinking, it shifts your mindset completely. Because when you, I didn't realize this until I started my entrepreneurial journey. I'm, I'm being honest. My mindset was not there because my thing was, man, it's Friday, dog. It's payday. I need to get out. It's been a long fucking week and I just want to have a few drinks. Okay, well, you investing your time and energy and your money into that bar. And at the time, I'd have been like, man, fuck that, man. I'm just going to the bar. Okay, but you're investing six hours because you're going to go there from three to nine, right? You're you're not going to just go there after school and just spend like a, a few hours and, and have a beer. You're going to go there for a, a good number of hours. You're going to have a beer. You're going to have a meal because you need that beer, those beers to be soaked up by that meal. You're going to have a good ass time and then you're going to drive your ass home. So, I, and that's exactly what would happen. I would go to this bar that was right outside the school that I worked. The bar was called Jesse Oaks. Um, and I would have Long Island iced teas, man. I would rack up at least $30, $40 worth of them. So I'd probably have five or six. Dude, Long Islands are my shit, man. And, um, I would order some food cause I need the food to soak up that alcohol. I would spend hours just, just having a good time. And, and it was a good time. Don't get me wrong. It was a good time, but I didn't understand that I was investing time and investing money and investing energy into having a good time. And when you start to think like that, you start to realize why. I, I, that's that's why I was broke. I mean, nine hours on a Friday night, dude? Nine hours. Yeah, is it a good time? Of course it's a good time. But nine hours? I'm investing not only nine, or excuse me, six hours. I'm investing six hours 
Six hours of my time. What could I have done with that same six hours if I was investing it into creating business for myself? What could I have done with that 60 to $100 that I invested into the bar if I invested it into myself and or my business? Where could I be right now? And that's what I want people to understand. When you flip that mindset and you start thinking like that, and then, of course, on saying that, people come up with pity excuse. Pity excuse. Man, I can't do that. I ain't got no money. Man, I just ain't got the time. I got kids, right? And they just bounce back and forth. Because when it, when I tell you that, it's it's decision time. It's time to make a decision. Are you going to spend next Friday up in the bar doing the same fucking shit? Or are you going to start uh, committing to some different activities? And that's where people have the block. That's where the block is created. Okay, so being accountable for your actions. When you start paying attention to what you're doing, you start waking up to what the hell is going on. That's when you start understanding and realizing the importance of what you are investing your time, energy, and money into. What are you investing your time, money, and energy into? Okay, so that will require you to be opposite of what a lot of your friends Okay, what a lot of society is going to tell you and, and you're going to have to start blaming yourself. You're going to have to start turning it in and blaming yourself. I want you to get used to blaming yourself in a good way. I want you to get used to saying it happens to me because of me. Because when you start seeing this and when you start understanding the importance of this, it changes your whole entire perspective. It changes your whole entire world, which is going to lead me into the last segment. Do whatever it takes. Now, there's a lot of people that say this. They'll hashtag it on their photos. They'll post it on Twitter and hashtag it. And people will talk about this shit all day long. But most people don't understand what do whatever it takes means. I want you to understand. I want you to get this picture in your mind when I say do whatever it takes. Um, I'm a father. So a few months ago, my youngest daughter, Daisy, which is one-year-old now. I got four kids. Daisy's my one-year-old. Skylar's my three-year-old. Ellie's my seven-year-old. And Trey's my nine-year-old. So I got four kids under 10, dude. I'm constantly doing... I'm doing a million things. And I'm constantly... There are moments where I'm like, damn, dude, I feel like doing this shit. Okay, there are moments when I feel like that. Even In fact, recording this podcast, I didn't necessarily feel like doing it this, this, this morning. I didn't feel like it, man. Because it's the end of the week. Daisy has just been a freaking nightmare trying to keep up with because now she's walking and she's just all over the place and, and my energy is being drained. Even though I'm getting decent sleep, she just drains my energy. I watch both my girls in the morning, okay? So I want you to understand something. Doing whatever it takes means even if I got like three hours of sleep, I'm still getting up. I'm still getting on live. I'm still getting my LinkedIn articles down. I'm still uh, contacting my customers. I'm still uh, replying to messages. I'm still doing my calls with my customers do this is all day no matter what i'm doing whatever it's i'm not worried about being tired i'm not letting that stop me from what i need to do okay doing whatever it takes if i gotta leave the house maybe i gotta bring my kids with me on an appointment i don't know i haven't had to do that yet but understand something doing whatever it takes man you gotta do whatever it takes and doing whatever it takes i want you to understand that when i say that i'm talking about when all else fails there's there's no way that it looks good it doesn't look good you're going into a situation that's completely ugly it's uncomfortable you don't want to do it that's when you have to do it Okay, that's what do whatever it takes means. Not you're going to do it when you feel 100% and you feel good and you got a great night's sleep and, and, and you're just feeling uh, amped up and revved to go. I'm talking about when you don't feel like doing shit. You're tired. Okay, you're frustrated. You fucking feel defeated. You're still doing it. You're still doing your business. Okay, we got to get rid of the bullshit excuses. We got to stop looking for outward changes and start looking inward. Because a lot of people want things to change on the outside, but they're not willing to change on the inside. So you do realize that everything that you're getting is everything that you're putting out. 
If you're putting out good energy, you're going to get back good energy. You're putting out shitty energy, you're going to get back shitty energy. And, and it's, it's a difficult thing for most people to swallow because, li- listen, I understand. I understand. I completely understand that there will be bullshit outside of our control that will happen. Godly events that will happen that are completely out of our control. I, I, I get that. I, trust me. I, it's called life, man. <laughs> life is going to kick your ass. It wants to do that every single day. You guys know that. I talk about it all the time. Life is this is like this character, Debo, from the movie Friday. Big, he's intimidating, big and ugly. And he wants to intimidate you every day. Okay? Life doesn't give a shit about skin color or uh, what religion you, you, you claim or fucking skin color. It doesn't care about none of that. It wants to fuck you up every day. Life is designed to fuck you up every day. So you either come out swinging or you're going to curl up in a ball and use that pity excuse, pity excuse, right? So I want you to understand, stop looking outward for your changes and start looking what you can change from the inside. And this is something I'm actually teaching my son right now because he's having a challenging time. Well, he was last week, but oftentimes I have to say, listen, man, it's not if everybody I get it. There's certain people that just do certain things. But if you are having this behavior impacts you, there's something you got to change. You got to change the outcome. Okay, no one is saying no one's coming to save you or rescue you. Like get that out of your mind. Ain't nobody coming to save you. President Trump ain't say President Obama wasn't saving us. Bush wasn't saving us. The next president ain't saving us. Okay, none of our leaders are saving us. Okay, nobody's personally coming to knock on your door and be like, "Yo, Fred, so I know you got this financial situation. Um, let me help you out, dog. Let, let me give you some money. Okay, let me. How much money you need? Okay, you need two hundred thousand. Okay, let me give you. Let me give you five hundred k. Okay, five hundred thousand U.S. dollars, and we're gonna help you get out of your situation. Bam! There you go. All you gotta do is sign a consent for this money, and you're good to go. Like nobody's coming to your doorstep doing that shit for you, man. So you hoping that somebody gonna save you? A family member? Sh- I this family member should help me out. They, you know, no, man. Like just fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck them. Save yourself. Put the cape on. Get your ass out there. Get roughed up, but save yourself. You'll feel a lot better for it. Okay, it's time to have accountability session with yourself and say, what do I need to do to change my situation? What do I need to do to make sure that I can be the best that I can be? I actually have an accountability chart. It's through my Google spreadsheet and it's based on like, you know, my top. I've taken Andy Frisella's top. He has a power list. He got top five lists and I modified it for a top three for myself. And I work with what are the top three things I need to finish, man? And am I getting them done? And am I getting my basic habits done? You know, I even have, is my attitude in check? Do I have a good attitude, especially for my kids and for people out there when I go out in the public? You know what I'm saying? Like I have these things in my Google spreadsheet, simple things. Like, am I getting up on time every day when I say I am? Am I, you know, listening to the audio Bible in my pocket? Am I doing my self-development? Am I doing my speaker training? Am I doing these things to make sure that I can be the best every single day? So that's a part of my accountability. Like, what am I doing in my day? And then at the end of the day, I write down my three wins. But like, what am I doing? And I want people to understand that you have to have something if you like me and you really just, you know, me, I need a lot of charts. I like charts because they keep me in line. But you you need accountability and you need accountability to yourself. Now, you can get an accountability partner. I suggest having that. Somebody that's going to be on your ass. Like, yo, man, you said you was going to do A, B, and C. What's up, man? You know, and I don't want you to get frustrated when this person tells you that because they're really telling you to, to help you to make you better. 
I want you to see them as a person that's going to make you better. Somebody that's going to say, yo, and I don't want this to be a friend that's it's really an undercover hater, right? Somebody that's really not trying to make themselves better either. I don't want you to get that friend that's already skeptical of whatever MLM that you're getting into or whatever business you're starting up and, and then you're going to make them your accountability partner so you can prove them wrong. I don't want you to have that mindset. That's a negative bullshit mindset. It's not going to get you anywhere. I want you to have an accountability partner, somebody that's like me, positive, upbeat, motivated that's going to that's already driving for their own goals and wants to see you do better and succeed because success begets success you understand what i'm saying so i want you to find somebody that's like that that's in your space that will push you to be better and keep and hold you accountable uh i want you to understand something man accountability is key to your success i'm going to say it again accountability is key it's key it's key to your success you cannot become successful without being accountable Nobody has lucked their way into success or accidentally become success. A lot of it has to do with majority of it, work ethic and and staying consistent and being accountable for the shit that they do. And then when they get great, they make others great because they say the same shit to them. Look, what the fuck are you doing? Get it together. Let's go. Stop messing around. So I want you to understand something. Today is about being accountable. Episode 30, be accountable for everything you do. Number one, stop the blame game. You don't want that shit. Have a no excuses attitude. And understand one thing, imprint this in your mind. It happens to me because of me. It happens to me because of me. Number two, have higher expectations. Stop setting the bar so low. I mean, I get it. You know, people want attainable goals. If you want attainable goals, I call them momentum goals. Set a momentum goal. This is low-lying fruit, man. Low-hanging fruit. This is easy shit that you can that you can get that's going to make you feel good that you completed the task, that you completed a goal, okay? Set momentum goals. That's fine. But you need to set what I call a 10x goal, okay? A Grant Cardone 10x goal. Set a goal that's so big so that, that scares you. But you're literally like, damn, man. You know, so if your goal this month was to make $2,000, I want you to have a momentum goal of like making $1,000. But then your 10x goal would be 10 times making $1,000. You're making $10,000 this month. So that you are constantly, you're, you're just constantly in pursuit and the momentum goal is going to keep you going and get you started. And number three, do whatever it takes. This is about doing whatever it takes when you don't feel like doing shit. Not when you feel like doing it and when you feel good. I'm talking about do whatever it takes when you don't fucking feel like doing it. Get up, get out there, and start doing shit. The more that you build consistency, the more that you build muscle memory, the easier it'll get as time goes on. Guys, this is your boy Fred Blumenberg. I'm here every single Friday with The Real Deal Unchained. This is episode 30. Be accountable for everything that you do. Guys, make sure that you visit me on my website, therealfredlee.com. That is therealfredlee.com. Also, you can find me on any social media at therealfredlee. That is at therealfredlee. Guys, I love you. Be blessed. I will see you on the other side. Oh,